Let's just end breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. June 19, 2020, the No Bullshit News Hour. You want the news, you're here. You can't sleep, you watch the news. Before we get started, I want to do this. I just want you to know about the people that support this show. I'm going to do it all at once. We look hard for people that think like we do. We only promote people that are good people in this community. So yesterday, Gretchen Whitmer, I don't know why she's working at Lafayette Coney Island without a hairnet. I know, I know, I'm picking on her. But she threw all these rules in. You're supposed to have the acrylics at your restaurant. You're supposed to have gloves. You're supposed to have the sanitizer. They don't have that. And I'm not going to dog on Lafayette because they're my friends. And as you all know, I work at American because I believe in it. And let me tell you, Lafayette's chili comes from National Coney Island. Some reporter once took a picture saying, look at American, that's National Chili. No, that's Lafayette Coney Island. You can get that anywhere. American Coney Island has its own chili company, its own proprietary chili, 103 years old. The dogs, specially made for American Coney Island. At Lafayette, you can buy those at Kroger. There's a big difference. This place is clean. I'm gonna tell you what my friend Tony Bourdain told me. If what you can see is bad, imagine what they're not showing you. <laughs> when the COVID crisis was going on, everything was shut down. We cleaned the ceilings. We cleaned the floors. We redid the bathrooms, all of it. There is no doubt what is the original, the first, the place that supports homeless and children and the schools and the police and the widows. It's American Coney Island. Believe it. And if you don't know it, you don't know what you're talking about. And if you want to eat over there, go ahead. They're nice folks. This place, they hire everybody, black, white, Arab, Latino, male, female. This is the best. I believe in it. I don't eat over there. You do what you want, but you can't tell me. I, I've been working here for years. I know. And you all know I know my shit. So if you want a Coney kit with proprietary chili and dogs made especially and only for American Coney Island, go to AmericanConeyIsland.com and they'll deliver it to your door. 12 dogs, all the fixings, everything. And now open to what, what, midnight now? On the weekends, seven days a week. Come on back. Best place in town, AmericanConeyIsland.com. And ADR Consultants, Barry Ellentuck. Let me tell you something about Barry Ellentuck and ADR. The man ran the state's demolition program with Detroit. He blew the whistle. Detroit, he was telling the government as we now know, they're throwing crap materials in those holes. They got arsenic, everything. He stood up to it. It cost him because he's honest, ethical, smart, 
The business is doing well. Property management, a new program in East Point to teach people a skill. Demolition, construction, that's what they do. We support them. If you want to get your business up and rolling because the people that ADR consultants represent never shut down during COVID and never broke the law or the governor's one billion executive orders. ADR consultants at 248-318-9424. Call Barry Ellentuck for a free consultation. And many people have 248-318-9424. Hall Financial. Hall Financial is not doing initial public offering. Hall Financial is not in financial trouble. Hall Financial doesn't take public dollars for private development. Hall Financial is the tops in Michigan. They're the fastest in Michigan. They can help you refi and get some breathing room in your home or help you do the remodel. Remember, rates are really low. They're honest, ethical, smart. They'll tailor it to you. 248-308-5000 or go to the webpage, davidhallmortgage.com. They're for real. They're here to stay. I don't know what's going to go on with the other mortgage companies. This is the one you want to call. You know we stand by them. NMLS number 1467435. And finally, Luke Nowacki, personal wealth management. Let me tell you what else Luke does. Pension funds, 401ks for savings and loans. He's big, he's small, he's in the middle. And Luke has money because Luke knows how to invest. If you're wondering what to do, go with the guy that knows. Because remember what the geniuses in downtown Detroit are saying. Last year, the pension investments didn't meet projections. You should have called Luke. I call Luke. Luke also supports children, the homeless, American Coney Island, the police, fire, EMS. He's a good guy who knows what he's doing. 248-663-4748. Get yourself positioned for your future or your pension fund or your small business. 248-663-4748. I believe in all of them. I use all of them. And that's the end of that. Mark, hit me with the disclaimer. Would you Securities please? and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. <laughs> How can you not dance to that? Oh, that's the business. Hi, Karen. Hey, Charlie. They're doing my lawn, so I'm trying to make sure you can't hear that. Oh, they're back. doing your lawn. All right. Can you hear it? So you got I'm your sorry. hair done as well. <laughs> we can barely hear it. It's all right. It doesn't lush. matter, man. It's We're still in lockdown, yeah. I think. I don't even freaking know. No, I didn't <laughs> want to. I'm talking about it in terms of being disruptive, so that's why. I'm sorry. But hey, Charlie. Hey, Mark. Hello. How are hey, you, Karen? <laughs> On the show today with us is uh, going to uh, upcoming is... Um, State Senator Pete Lacido, Republican out of Macomb, who's really pushing to get the nursing homes and the adult long-term care facilities, not just nursing homes, adult foster care, just assisted living, uh, the recuperative houses, right? The senior apartments. We've mixed positive COVID old people with old people that don't have it and they're dying. Pete's trying to get a law pushed through. I think Michigan's the only state now that's even doing that. Bad science. Also joining us is Detroit comedian Detroit Red. I don't even know if he's funny, but you know what? (laughs) He got a hold of me 
on Facebook because his career's <laughs> dying because of Corona or maybe because he's not funny. I don't know. <laughs> but as I told y'all, if you're an artist, you make music, we'll support you. So we're going to have him on later. But before we bring on Pete, let me just give you my weekly rant. And the weekly rant this week is, if you know what insanity would be? Doing the things thing. over and over and over and pretending thousands of old people have not died. So remember, there are fewer things more detrimental to a vice presidential run and a burgeoning TV career than having to explain away a few thousand dead elderly people. And even so, Governor Gretchen Whitmer is explicably sticking by her science and will continue to allow COVID-19 positive patients to inhabit the same nursing homes as old people who do not have the disease. In a case of too little too late, it was announced this week by emergency order after the fact that nursing home testing for the virus will finally now be mandatory starting June 29th, exactly 100 days after Whitmer declared the original state of emergency. Now, we've all studied a little science back in school. We learned in science class that letting sick people and dying people live near healthy but vulnerable people invariably leads to healthy but vulnerable people getting sick and dying. That's just science. And remember your history. History shows that hospitals were created to hold and treat sick and infected people so they would not make healthy but vulnerable people sick while living with them inside nursing homes. That's just history. But Whitmer sticks by her boneheaded decision to co-mingle the most vulnerable population inside the state of Michigan's long-term care facilities. And how's that work so far? More than one-third of all COVID deaths in the state occurred in the nursing homes. And the number is surely to rise since the state can't seem to get the numbers straight. The federal government counts Michigan's nursing home death toll at approximately 2,300. The state counts the total at about 2,000. And the city of Detroit, for example, counts the deaths at one nursing home to be 18, while the state reports it to be zero. Add to this the fact that the state has not tabulated and does not plan to publish the death count from the other elderly assisted living facilities or foster care homes that were included in her original executive order and as is required by federal law. And that's just bad math. Despite all this, despite all this, the governor has doubled down saying the commingling practice will continue as long as nursing homes have separate COVID-19 wings on site. Now, people I know who work in these homes tell me that cafeteria and cleaning crews routinely cross through the COVID and non-COVID wards, thus potentially cross-contaminating the entire facility. I'm going to quote the governor. We've made decisions based on the best science available in the moment. She told that to Rob Maloney of WDIV. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can ask anyone to do better than that, she says. Well, I would ask the governor to do better than that, but the governor's staff no longer returns my request for comment. And we don't need it because we're going to come with the follow-up and the hard stuff because we actually know. 
because it starts here and then gets in the newspaper and then gets the TV. We work hard to get this right and get it done. Fix the shit. I would ask the governor, what science does she quote? What scientist thinks this is a good practice? Whitmer, after all, seems to have cribbed the idea from New York State, which has been exposed in a recent ProPublica report for not taking science into account. New York forced nursing homes to admit COVID-19 patients on March 25th in order to relieve the burden on the hospital system. Michigan followed suit a full three weeks later on April 15th, thus avoiding the bill for taking care of the infected and infirm at the TCF and Suburban Collection Field Hospitals. And that very morning, Governor Whitmer appeared on yet another TV show defending her decision not to let citizens buy seeds. I quote, the fact that we're cracking down on people traveling between homes or planting or landscaping or golfing for a couple more weeks is not going to meaningfully impact people's ability to do so, she told the morning host. But, she said, the more people that are touching that gas pump is... We now know that COVID-19 can last 72 hours on stainless steel. So think about the people that have to touch that gas pump. Now, apparently, Madam Governor is unaware that kitchen counters in the nursing home kitchens are also made of stainless steel. Again, science. After media reports exposed that more than 6,000 old people died in the Empire State's nursing homes, Governor Andrew Cuomo reversed course like a leader would do and abandoned the practice of pushing COVID positive patients into the long term care facilities. Michigan is now one of the last, if not the last state to allow the commingling of patients in nursing homes, says my next guest, Senator Pete Lacido, who is pushing a bill through the Michigan state legislature to ban the practice. And I'm going to quote Pete before he comes on. Her science is junk science, Pete says. Where's the data? Where are the reports? What did we accomplish by killing our family members? And that, when you think about it, when it's all said and done, is rocket science. Fix this shit. Senator Pete Lacido, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, Charlie, for all that you do, all your pride. In addition, thanks, Mark. For being at the control switch and Karen, you always got everybody's back. So uh, thanks for having me on. What Gretchen Whitmer has done, what our governor has done is literally cold-blooded killed the most injured parties that are out there, the ones that have compromised immune system. Cold-blooded, and here's why. Science and data do not support infecting healthy people who have to be protected at all costs, who are in nursing care for the fact that they need constant care. They already have issues. Why would you bring more issues to issues that are already presented? In addition, they fought with the hospitals that had first dibs on the PPE, that personal protection equipment that you state needed to be in place and that the governor had to put in her order. In addition, there were no ventilators in these hospitals, no doctors on staff around the clock. Nobody was there to take care of the sick. 
we did not have proper trained personnel to care for COVID adults. To the contrary, I call them orderlies. They're actually assistants that go in there, help assist an elderly, changing their clothes, making sure that they're groomed, making sure that they're washed, those things to assist them in their everyday needs because they can't take care of themselves. What about memory care, Charlie? What about Alzheimer's? What about dementia? All of those individuals didn't even know what was going on and their loved ones couldn't assist them at all to stand up and fight for them. My point is this. I talked to the science, which is two doctors, and I asked, is this acceptable medical practice? Does this meet the standard of care? Or is this a breach of the practice? They said, quite frankly, this is a total breach. This is a 40-year-old, 40-year physician, Dr. John Bison, who's a senator, and also a doctor from my town over here in Macomb County. She came up and testified and put it laid right on the table. There's no excuse for this kind of behavior. Well, let me we put it this know. way. Let me put it this way. You can get whatever witness you want to, to back up and buttress what it is you're trying to get past. But most importantly, no other state's doing this anymore. All, all the professional organizations told you this was a bad idea. We now know it's a bad idea. Swallow your pride and get the goddamn shit fixed. I mean, how many more deaths do we need? This isn't going to lead to fewer deaths. No, to the contrary. She set up with millions of dollars TCF for what's called COVID-ready uh, 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 to get the individuals in there. She set them up over, as you said, the Novi Expo. In Macomb County, they rented a building. They're still paying rent. At the end of the day, all those beds are down, so she doesn't expect a second wave. Dr. Caldoun, where is this second wave? What science and data were you relying on the first time that said the second wave is going to hit about now? Ain't no second wave. The death rate every single day drops. Lastly, this. If I am elderly and I can't speak for myself, why is it that we don't have individuals crying out? Leslie Love, Representative Leslie Love from Detroit, had her mother in a nursing home. She came and spoke before the oversight committee and said, this practice is relentless on those individuals that need our help the most. And she cried out, please stop it. If the governor doesn't stop it, only she has the blood on her hands of the death of those individuals. And the excuses she makes to the families is science and data. Bring it, girl, because I don't see it. Uh, Pete, so what the bill you introduced, what does that do specifically going forward? It puts into law that you, if you're, if you're tested, because she's now put into place, as Charlie's indicated, on the 29th, everybody has to be tested. Do you know that that Q-tip swab is about five and a half inches long that they're going to stick up people's noses that are infirmed, as Charlie said, or better yet, not able to provide for themselves? They don't even know what that, that Q-tip's going up their nose for. In addition, doesn't somebody have a durable power of attorney to say, hey, whoa, 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 we're not having this go up my ma's nose. Can you say no? Not under the executive order. What rights do we have left if everything's executive order and we can't stop that which is affecting society? So my bill says this. Number one, if anybody tests positive, they have to leave the facility. They cannot quarantine for 14 days in the facility. Why? There's too much cross-contamination. I talked to the orderlies that were going back and forth 
in a facility. There's 21 regional hubs, they're called, in Michigan that they were literally using the same personnel as Charlie said, in the kitchen, the people that did the cleaning. They were running back and forth. They didn't have the PPE. Why? The hospitals were taking it first. Next, when the when the individual leaves, I wanted eight central regional hubs, and I can explain. Southeast Michigan got barraged with the worst, worst amount of caseload of elderly, elderly uh, uh, COVID. That would mean that why didn't we use the Wayne Beaumont Hospital that closed down? Use that as a ground zero hub to take care of the COVID adults, the elderly, right. and have that staff that got laid off take care of our loved ones until they were well enough to recycle back to the nursing home. Let me do this. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Okay, so I know what people are saying. So let me, let me make a couple points here. They stopped doing this in New York, but the, the press won't let it go. Now they're, they're asking Cuomo, who made the decision, right? It's, it's over in, in New York. They're not doing it anymore. They're still on his ass. Let me, let me quote from that ProPublica article. This is from Christopher Laxton of the Society for Post-Acute and Long-Term Care Medicine, who told ProPublica that Cuomo and his health commissioner, Howard Zucker, quote, unaccountably failed to include clinical expertise in operational leadership when these policies were formed and we don't know why. And Michigan just plagiarized it. Now they're done so we can move on. But governor, you just doubled down. We're, we're going to continue to do this. No, 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 no. We're not going to continue to do this. Nobody wants this. In mm -hmm. fact, your colleagues in the house passed a nine binding resolution asking the very same thing to ban the practice and at least by my count, let's see, at least 13 Democrats voted with the Republicans. So this is, is it not a one woman show? You represent us and our old people and this science is garbage and you can't produce it. Charlie, I want to get right to the heart of this. Of those deaths, either 2,300, if you're listening to the feds, the state's reporting 2,000, as you've indicated, they had a duty, a responsibility under federal law and state law that every death that occurs within 24 hours must be reported because they're taking Medicare and Medicaid dollars. In addition, those have to be reported for purposes of the state requirement under LARA, the licensing, that are licensing these homes. Lastly, Robert Gordon is the director of DHHS, Department of Health and Human Services. He is the one charged with the responsibility of looking out for seniors as well as us kind of people's health and services to provide. Now, wait a minute. He was at an oversight hearing. I asked him the same question. Who gave the order on this? Who came up with this nonsense? Who's responsible for saying this junk science? It's okay and to who? put to put people in a vulnerable position with and COVID. who was it? And he said, what was the answer? He said, here's his answer. We didn't have anywhere else to do where we could put these individuals. On top oh, of it, we fuck. believed that they needed this nursing care. Where was the skilled care that the statutes, the law, Lara's rules provides that says, where were the skilled cared workers? Where was the medicine to take care of them when you put them back in a nursing facility with people paid $13 an hour to change their dressing or to change a diaper or to go get them dressed or to bathe them 
this is wrong. And you know what? Only she can be questioned and she will not appear before the oversight committee. Senator Lucido, uh, I know you've announced a run for Macomb County prosecutor. Um, if you had the power, would you charge her with a crime and what would the crime be? Well, that's a great question because I asked, <laughs> I asked the U.S. Attorney Schneider down in the federal building, you need to do me a favor. Is this malfeasance, which is not a crime? Is this negligence, which is not a crime? Or is this an intentional act that has been going on and perpetrated for negligence of death? Meaning, Governor, you are the only one that can stop your own order. The legislature, you took away our control and said you have full power. And it's going to get decided in the Supreme Court. You damn right I'd be looking at this real carefully and saying, what medical expert and data did you rely on? The COVID cases that were not reported is a, a violation of federal law. Why? They have a duty to do this. And they don't care. That's what it is. They don't give a damn. They so do what Pete, they want, when they want, and how they want. Pete, let me ask you this, because you made a reference in terms of the numbers earlier, um, the COVID cases here. Where are we? Do we really know where we are? You, you said this isn't, or this would otherwise be the second wave. But but where are we? I guess I'm, I kind of second guess the, the, the accuracy of the numbers being reported, because I feel like they're skewed to make the city and the state look uh, efficient in terms of managing this crisis. What's your take? Karen? You're spot on. We've asked those questions in oversight. I'm the vice chair, and I've asked the questions. If you don't have accurate numbers, what science can you possibly be basing this on without accurate data? Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) What, What better representation can you have is to give accurate data so we have accurate way of fixing our problem here in Michigan. This governor is inept to listen to anybody. She doesn't care. And at the end of the day, here's what's going to be on her plate. You alone took this responsibility. You had an order on May 10th. You had a nut, meaning that you're going to take COVID patients. It says in the order, Charlie, 80% or less occupancy, meaning that if you're 80% filled or less, you must take COVID patients. That's what I read. That's what I read. Two, you'll get $5,000 per bed to make it COVID ready, even if you don't take a patient. So there was a motive for money for most of the- Let me pause, let me pause though, so this sinks in. You incentivized the nursing homes to take, take COVID, COVID take people. COVID. And we shut down, we shut down the whole state economy. Basically, we all knew before COVID got here, it was gonna eat old people alive. We all willingly did our share and beneath our noses, you exposed the very people that we gave up our business to protect. Amen, brother. Lastly, this is crazy as it sounds. When I asked why you have death certificates all saying possible COVID, the federal government gives a bump, a spiff, a dollar value for any death certificate you can show that were potentially COVID. What's this mean? There's another money incentive to have hospitals. Wait, do that again. Do this again. Put do that. Money incentive. You know what you look like? You look like Chris Farley when he does the motivational speaker. (laughs) Well, this whole program is Chris Farley related. It's a joke, okay? And the joke joke. is not the joke isn't so funny anymore because the loved ones in my district have been calling me and saying, What can you do to change it? I said, I'm gonna bring legislation, but the deafness of her ears are 
I'm not changing this. I'm going to rely, Charlie, this is important. I'm going to rely on each of the facilities. There's 468 facilities that are licensed in this state. You don't have enough inspectors to go check all this stuff out. We had fire marshals come in and tell us they had a curtain rod that gave the separation from COVID to non-COVID. This is impossible. They said it's against the law. We don't we don't allow this because it's a fire hazard. What about the ventilation system? In a hospital, everybody, it has a closed-end system. It's purposeful that they keep the germs and the diseases inside of that room where this patient is. In a nursing facility, it's built like yours and mine house. There's a plenum, a cold air return. The air goes and circulates through mm -hmm. the cold air return and is in the entire facility, even so if you made it COVID-ready. So even if you made germs. it COVID-ready. The okay. circulation of an airborne virus yes. is getting into the entire facility. Which gets to the point here. Uh, look, all lives are sweet to me. They are. I fight for them all. In this time, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. I want Black Detroit to know something. The conditions of these nursing homes, even though they're regulated, inspected, they're dumps. So they are. Of, of the 2,000 deaths, in the state, in these nursing homes that we've tracked, 400, more or less, occurred in Detroit. That's 20% of all of them, and Detroit is 6% of the state's population. So if you're going to march and you want some justice and you want the government to do you right, we'll look at old black lives matter. They matter, and nobody's looking out for them, and we're doing fucking hot dog serving. And, Governor, you are welcome anytime to sit right here and face some real questions, not handpick shit. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm for the people. I pay the taxes. I lost business. I'm willing to do it. But you must answer. And the, the system that you engendered and continue to promote, there's not a scientist that agrees with you. So produce the science or get off the tip. Amen. Charlie, no, take, you know, anybody that questions you, this is inside or outside of this COVID space, just randomly walk into any Detroit nursing home. Oh, my God. Just randomly. I remember somebody brought a cake on the air once. I had 20 cakes and I wanted to donate it to a local nursing home. I wouldn't keep my your animals get better care. And they are predominantly African-American. And that's where our senior citizens are forced to go. The oversight is not there. The, 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 the commitment to quality is not there. Somebody's not doing something. So, yeah, that's un, that is unacceptable. Hey, Karen, Charlie, Mark, shit. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Important stuff. What? You guys remember when that individual that had a mental illness went into the hospital over there in Ipsy or, or Ann Arbor he was released because they found the 20-year-old had COVID. Right. Because right. of the governor's order, make no mistake about it, everybody. No one's talking about it. That 20-year-old found himself in a Detroit nursing home next to a 75-year-old veteran of World War, whatever it was, and beat the hell out of the guy. Mm -hmm. Just sat there and punching him, and the poor man couldn't protect himself. That order caused this to happen. Nobody else's. The governor owns that whole situation and she's not talking about it well while we're questions at questions that were asked while we're at it before all this federal google it folks federal study 
Michigan was number two in the United States for the abuse of elderly people in the nursing homes. And they base that off of uh, emergency room visits. It's not working. The roads are not fixed. Flint's got no justice. The schools in Detroit are shit. We're all broke. The unemployment uh, system's not working. I need some competence. Karen, I thought you might be hired to give good advice and some focus to these boneheads up in Lansing. Hey, no. wait a minute. I, hey, 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 wait a minute. I, hey, I don't take this. Ain't no bonehead, Jackson. This ain't no bonehead right here. Uh uh-uh. uh. You ain't playing that. Homie, don't play that game with you. Well, he wasn't talking about you, Pete. <laughs> that, thank you, Karen. Okay, Pete, I think you, you boarded on some news here. If you're elected Macomb County prosecutor and, and the court rules that you do have the jurisdiction and the power, will you be coming to charge Governor Whitmer with official negligence as a crime? If, if we have the information that supports a conviction, which means I can look down at the data, which is not there, the science, which is not there, and have doctors come to testify to support that the medical decisions that were made in here were made unilaterally by one person only, Gretchen Whitmer, you damn right she's going to get charged because she deserves to own up to those deaths that occurred in those nursing homes. She deserves it because she knew that Lara, the licensed division, didn't have the personnel during a pandemic to go look at those nursing homes to check out, first and foremost, is it safe to do what she's done? There was no test period, meaning... What do we do? Well, we'll just go do this. How do you do this without having credible information? Why didn't you use it as a pilot program and go ahead and resource the ones somewhere else? So, yes, if there's enough information for charging, but at this time, Mr. Schneider down at the U.S. you know, US uh, uh, federal building is looking into it. He wrote me back a letter and said, yes, we will look in to see was this malfeasance? Was this gross negligence? Or was this some act of criminal error? And at the end of the day, I want to hear what my federal people say, because you know why? They have ultimate authority over those orders as I see them for the law. I asked Dana Nessel to look into it. What's that? She's the attorney general. I don't even hear a piece, She's right not even here. a letter back. I'm going to say, is this going to be like Flint, though? I mean, we see the implications of over, you know, oversight, negligence, deliberate and intentional decisions that have and a that fatal led to result. Death. And that's what I'm saying. That has a fatal result, led to death and nothing. Karen, why don't we look at getting Governor Whitmer under oath and having the oversight committee Go through methodically, how did you come up with this decision to take infected people when now no other state are doing this and keep them in a facility with people that have compromised immune systems that if they catch it, they're gone, they're dying. And let me do this. Let me do this because a lot of uh, the press listens to this across the country. The headline would be something like, Pete Lacido running for Macomb County Prosecutor if the information bears out, I will charge Governor Whitmer with the deaths of the senior citizens. And I would have jurisdiction with the senior citizens that died in Macomb County. 
You're Boom. darn right. Wow, well, there's darn your right. headline. I know you guys are listening. Pete Lacido, if elected Macomb County prosecutor, will charge Gretchen Whitmer and the deaths of the old people in the nursing homes if the information supports it. That is your headline that, today. It's not a headline. It's the truth. Why would you do something you know that every other state's avoiding? And even after Governor Cuomo, who she mirror imaged what Governor Cuomo did, said, look, I made a mistake here. OK, I got to get off this train before it crashes. He saw the death toll going up. So did Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer says, I don't have the actual numbers. Then what science and data are you relying on? Because there's no jury that's going to believe you out there. You were a former prosecutor, Gretchen Whitmer. You knew the law. You studied the law and you professed the law as a prosecutor. What gives you the right to kill people like this? So, Ooh. Pete, it really seems like you feel right now that it is a criminal act. Is that your gut feeling? I, I, I can gut, only tell you feeling. this. I take, a, I take a healthy person and stick them into an unhealthy environment. That is intentional. That's not negligence. That's I, so go take, I go take a bullet and put it in a gun and shoot a gun. That's intentional. Mm. That's not negligence. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So what, what what do we have to look for, Pete? I mean, and again, think, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, I think we, we're opening too soon. People are walking around. Everybody's comfortable and enjoying the summer. But I don't really feel like we're out of the COVID woods. I don't know if we are or not at this point. I can tell you this much. A lot of her decision making and orders were inconsistent when you can go in and not go to the Imagine Theater during Juneteenth, but you can go and have hot dogs with a whole group of people without proper masking and everything else, or better yet, go to a march and have all these people hanging in hands. There's something wrong with this bullshit. Come on, own up to it, Governor. Stand up and stand up for yourself. Well, all right, Pete. Hold on. Before you go, Pete, I have to ask you this because not only are some of our listeners asking, uh, but I want to know, too, whatever happened to the uh, complaint that was filed against you earlier this year? What was the status? What was the outcome? Zero. No finding of sexual harassment. All a political game that they play in Lansing. And I got to tell you, if this is the kind of shit that they want to pull and throw things at people like they do all the time, why don't you have what's called due process of the law? Wait, are All you saying somebody put the young woman up to it? Yeah, well, you tell me and go look at the relationship with the three women. All three of them said the same thing. They got ties to the governor. Once you say, governor, you get an F minus from Lucido on the way you're handling your business in the state, it's over. So, Pete, Pat is this, are you going after the governor because uh, somebody went after you? Is, is, no. Is this? no, no, no. Listen, Charlie, I was interviewed in January of last <laughs> year. After her first year in office, and I said, uh, you know what? I can't imagine having somebody tell me they're going to fix the roads while they were trying to get elected and then hitting us with 45-cent gas tax, not having a backup plan, and that's the best you got. Evidently, we made the wrong decision pulling a lever for Gretchen Whitmer because the roads are still in bad shape, and she bonded us for about $3.something billion. Good luck, children and grandchildren, paying that off because this guy here will already be checked out. Mm. All right, Pete, uh, stay in touch with us. Let us know how it's going. Uh, uh, the bill's out of committee. It's going to the vote on the floor, I'm assuming. You're going to see it next week, and I'll tell you why. We can't afford to waste any more time. Too many people dying and too many people at risk. Lucido wants to stand up for the most vulnerable. That's our seniors, the greatest generation that ever lived. And one more thing, 
God bless our seniors, because if they weren't there, we wouldn't be here today. Absolutely. All right. Sure. Pete Lacito, Senator Pete Lacito, thanks for joining us. See you, Karen. See you, Mike. Thank Take you. Care, All right. All right. Bye -bye. Thank you. Wow. That was pretty, uh, pretty insightful, Charlie. Yeah. But that's hmm. Pete, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's not he's not going to half step whatever it is he's getting behind. He's not whether you agree with him or not. He's not going to he's not going to partially uh, he's not going to be there a little bit. He's Did all I in. Hear that? So he's he's looking to charge Whitmer with. Yeah, but did, will it turn out just like Flint? I mean, what the hell? You know, you got all this stuff and people are dying as a result of people not doing their jobs um, or, or oversight or deliberate. Again, you know, you made the uh, analogy with her and Como, uh, her copying his playbook, which backfired. But if you're cheating off of somebody else's paper, you don't know what to do next if their answers are wrong. So what do you do? <laughs> this has worse. I, look, I don't I, I get waiting in a place where I get in trouble, but just I'm going to do it. This probably costs more lives than Flint, but Flint to me is worse because that was a money grab based on greed. Right. That that didn't have none of them had to happen. This one was trying to shave a couple of bucks off of the the state mm -hmm. debt, you know, to rent those places out. Flint, I'm still upset. Where's the RICO charges? We're not. What the fuck? Fix the shit. And Charlie, a lot of our uh, listeners and viewers are saying that they have ordered their T-shirts. So, Mark, thanks for putting that in the <laughs> works. Uh, they're going to get their hashtag fix the shit T-shirts. So See, and I forgot I'm going to plug that. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you can go. Out. What is that? The, the Drew and Mike store store dot com dot com. They'll be uh, shipped out first thing Monday morning. So a little ahead Do of they schedule come in there. black. They are black with white print. Yep. And there is the uh, there's the regular Charlie LaDuff no bullshit news shirt too. Okay. Right on. And we will we will we will take that money to do things. I I would yep. love, I would love to and, and we're working on it to turn this whole thing into a news organization. Because it's coming, Charlie. It's coming. We, 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 we do yeah. work hard. You know, you still took the Columbus statue down, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I I got that call. I put it on Facebook. All of a sudden, it's everywhere. I told y'all, could you at least give a struggling little news organization some mention? Never. You know, people as, that, as, people as that first, steal, Charlie, aren't going to do that. That's like that's like what you tell if, if Whitmer said, hey, you know, I saw what Como was doing, and I thought it was great. I'm going to do it. Nobody's going to say, you know what? Yeah. I didn't do it, but Charlie did, so I stole his stuff. But, you know plagiarism is not a good thing I've, done it. I've been accused of it i apologize for it and i was in school see well, there you go but i'm trying to are, be better and grown, grow but they're grown and they're being paid to be professional journalists which means that plagiarism is not permitted. it's not plagiarism let's not yeah, go there. It is. it's not and let me go like this i want to give some feeling apps i want to give some absolute credit i want to call out and acknowledge bridge magazine Right. For yeah. doing the long slogging work yeah, of, of doing their number. I do my numbers. They do theirs. You check them against each other. They're pulling reports. Right. I don't really see the governor cooperating with them either. Very legitimate news organization. They're not as loud as we are, but they're tight. Joel Curse running a great show there. And, you know, keep it up because only 30 percent of newspapers even cover the state house anymore. 
And you can make a donation. That's another thing because it is an independent news uh, entity. So somebody made a comment about, you know, why were you doing so many commercials? And another <laughs> listener said, hey, this is why the podcast is free. You know, equipment and all this stuff isn't for free. So understand the connectivity. But none of the sponsors or advertisers are people that influence the editorial content of this show. Yeah. And, I, you know, to that person, I wanted to start the show by acknowledging that we try to pick sponsors that are like-minded, that somebody we believe in and you don't have to hold your nose and, and pretend like you like them and stuff. Like the, these are really good people we're trying to support, you know what I mean? And they support us. So I just wanted to try it one time. Let's acknowledge them all at the top. That's what uh, Joe Rogan does. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the so next five minutes. Of you, gave, you gave him credit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I study a little bit. Okay. But, but here's the next one. Last week, I, I, I our listeners know, right? our community knows that I talked about crime going off the hook here. Everything's blowing up. It was bullshit. You listen to this show, you know, the development the, the, the crime numbers, everything we've been doing, it all, it's coming home to roost. I couldn't tell you if it was going to be COVID or people stopped paying their used car note, but it was a house of cards. So I wrote it and uh, Fox News had me on. This, this isn't even news in Detroit yet. And national. yet, n- national. And so might as well, you know, it's, it's Facebook Live. You want to see some some images and some fresh video. This was the appearance on uh, the Martha McCallum show on, on Fox. And I love Martha. She is a, a, a woman of substance and heart, nonpartisan. She wants, you all remember when a guy uh, was suing his parents for trying to kick him out of their house. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> and he went down to the local restaurant and in the broom closet, he's doing Skype with Martha, right? <laughs> And I'm like, why didn't you tell the guy to get the fuck out of his parents' house? And if he, he needed some movers, me and my brothers would come and move him the fuck out of his parents' house. She said, I was afraid that he might do something to his parents. And when oh. I heard that, I said, this is quality because that's just great ratings to fuck with the guy. But mm-hmm. she was thinking of human beings' lives. So she does have my respect. Now going that program anytime. I'll go on any program. Um, Governor, Mr. Mayor, Miss Attorney General, I don't bite, Mm -hmm. but I know the stuff. Like, you're the only three that dodge. What's that tell you? We got space for you. (laughs) Huh? We got space for you anytime they want. Oh, and there's a headline today. Pete Lucido's going to charge you. Well, I'll tell you this, Charlie, from my chair, if I were working with any of them, I'd make sure that they took the opportunity to answer the legitimate questions that deserve answering for the people that they represent. And let me remind let me remind the big three. When Rick Snyder got tagged for the poison and death in Flint, he had the balls to sit down. And that thing went around and I didn't let him off. But. At least he sat. Even for Kano, when you were on his behind, you know, he, he talked to you. <laughs> well, they did. saw, guess what? They saw that and they're like, you know what? Yeah. But, and I, I'm not begging, I don't give a shit. And you won't catch me popping out of a bush because I'm not a beat reporter. This is a program 
It starts here, and then it goes on those local ones that you hear in your car, and they're not really quite sure what it's about mm -hmm. except what they read because they didn't do any work. Mm. So let's play the Fox piece, and then I'll tell you how that one's played out this week with the mayor stealing a little bit of it, and he's misrepresenting again. So let's play it, Mark. Charlie Leduff joins me now once again. He is Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist and author of S Show, The Country's <laughs> Collapsing and the Ratings are great. Charlie, good to have you back. Thank you very much for being here tonight. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to show everybody at home uh, pictures of two of the children that you are talking about. One of them who was shot and survived is Riley Bailey, three-year-old girl who was shot on May 20th. And then we have Messiah Townsend, a four-year-old who was killed in his own home in Crossfire, uh, he, as I said, is four years old. That happened on May 21. Those are just two examples of the 18 that you talk about as collateral damage of this pullback. Yeah, it's, um, they're two of 500 children in the last six years in this city, meaning this city, you're 10 times more likely as a child to be shot than the average American child. So when we're talking about defunding police, which we did in Detroit, because remember our famous bankruptcy that was balanced on the backs of the police officers and the firefighters and the paramedics and the secretaries. We cut their wages, inflation cut more into their wages. It's not worth having the job. We can't find people to do the job. And I'm telling you, absolutely, black lives matter but children's lives matter the most to all of us. And if we can't keep them safe, we're not a society. You say that you talked to one mom in one of the neighborhoods there who said that she was hoping that the protesters would come to her neighborhood. Why? Because we've had 15, 16 solid days of marching. Cool. Absolutely. It's time. But all the police from the neighborhoods are now downtown, special operations, especially mm -hmm. the gun guys, to keep order. Now there's not police in the neighborhood, and as you, you quoted what I wrote, murder is up 25%, shootings are up 30%. This is an impossible situation. I know mothers, fathers, grandparents, they haven't seen police in five months come mm -hmm. down their street. You tell me, how that works. So if you're looking for a solution, I don't think it's doing away with police. We have to challenge the political structure, you know, like the Democrats, the Republicans, stop stealing our money, get it into the schools, get it into good police that want to do the job. Because here, the most violent city in America, starting salary, 40000 a year. Wow. Uh, you know, when, when you take a look at the dearth of police officers and not wanting to do the job, and as you say, most of them out there have been there for less than five years, and, you know, you can't really blame them, uh, especially in this environment, because many of them are afraid that um, they'll find themselves in one of these situations that they, they don't want to be in. Um, but, you know, one of the things we hear so much about are young men who say that ever since they were a kid, their, their mothers told them, you know, you got to be careful. When you go out there, you're not safe. You are a target of these police officers. Is that what you hear from the mothers that you talk to in these neighborhoods? Some. Fair. Yeah. But you're also a target 
of people you don't know. When, when you have nice sneakers on, nice clothes, and you go mm. to school, there's a kid peeping you. He wants that. It, it, life is not so easy. And we're at a moment now, okay, world's listening. Let's be specific about what we want. What do you mean to fund police? That's impossible. You mean, let's take money that's not put in the schools, money that's not put into recreation, money that's not put into public safety? That's a better idea. But just to say, get rid of police, well, welcome to hell, baby, because that doesn't work here. Can police work better? Absolutely. Mm. Should they? Absolutely. Are there great, great cops? Most of them. But... Cutting it by half, it does not work. And I'm not speaking for myself. I hope yeah. I'm speaking for the friends and community members of mine that told me to tell your audience that. Mm -hmm. That's not the answer. Uh, let me give you one more statistic. Okay. Use of force is down 60% in this town since bankruptcy. But arrests are down 40% and crime has done this. Mm. So you do the math at home. Our cops... They don't want to touch people. Right. They don't want to be on the news. And so the children suffer. We can think better than this. We should. Well, I hope everybody keeps um, the pictures of these sweet little kids, Riley uh. and Messiah, in their minds when they approach this, this topic and think about who is the collateral damage um, when there's not enough protection. One more, Martha. I, ahead, I know it's a statistical round, but... 82% yeah. of people that shoot children are never arrested. There's a rule of thumb in police work. You use a gun once, you're probably yeah. gonna use it twice. You see what I'm saying? I do. And if you care about black children and black lives, this is not the s solution. Okay. Charlie, thank you. Good stuff, Charlie. Let me, um, let me, let me, fix some of those statistics. Those were from a week ago. Okay. Last year, uh, as of yesterday, last year, there were 99 murders. This year, there were 129 murders. That's an increase of 30%. Last year, at this time, there were, you see here, 266 non-fatal shootings. This year, 400. That's up 50%. And we were locked down for three months. So my, my, my complaint here, no bullshit news is, is opposed to bullshit news. The mayor holds a press conference yesterday. He's got to acknowledge this because this is everywhere but Detroit and it's been seen. He says, we got to get the cops back into the neighborhoods instead of like looking after the protesters downtown, not telling the truth, which is the cops have been returned to the neighborhoods. He's talking about one week where we had 11 murders and 40 shootings. Imagine if this was Chicago, that'd be 44 murders and 160 shootings. It's not working and you're not going to, sir, cut off one week and say we had a very bad week. We've had a very bad couple of years and you know it. And you've been bullshitting about it and it finally caught up and the streets are lost. And yes, 
I care deeply about those children. They're friends of mine. I help them. They help me. We're a community. Nonsense. I gave you yeah. a parade today, Charlie. Okay, cool. Have a parade for no. Juneteenth. <laughs> but Charlie. Juneteenth, what is Juneteenth, Karen? We talked a little bit about that yesterday, and we're still, everything is emerging. Certainly, it's supposed to be when uh, slavery uh, was ended, uh, and the Juneteenth is because it took, the news took months, years to travel all around the country, meaning people that were allegedly freed weren't even aware that they were free. But now, this whole thing, Juneteenth has existed for how long? It didn't just happen this year. And this is, to me, a little bit of pandering. Everybody's reacting um, and not adequately responding. You know, GM took eight minute and 46, seven, no to silence. What the hell does that do? You got the city of Detroit painting stuff on the street. That's fine. But in a predominantly African-American city, still taking into consideration that they are being disproportionately omitted from what's taking place and in this resurgence or this renewal of the city. I've gotten calls from companies that have been blatantly penalized. I mean, it's not all that stuff on the on the surface means nothing if you're not working to change the substance of what's going on in this city. So it amounts to BS. Well, here's the thing. I learned this. This is what happens when you live a long life and and your 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 radius widens. I was in Ferguson and a guy with a son. It was cool, man. We I still say we're friends, you know, he said, Missouri is the last place to get rid of slavery. And I'm like, is that true? You know, they don't even teach this shit. So I went and taught myself. And here's what I know. Juneteenth is when federal troops entered Texas because Texas was so far out in the union. It was the last place the union troops got to, to let everybody know they've been emancipated. But the fact of the matter is, Two years earlier, the Emancipation Proclamation, Lincoln didn't free all the slaves. There were six states, Delaware, Maryland, West Virginia, Kentucky, Missouri, okay, five, right? Border states that he didn't emancipate the slaves because he didn't want them to go to the Confederacy. So in the year, uh, I think the Civil War was won and surrender was uh, April uh, 1865. Juneteenth, 1865, was Texas. That year, West Virginia, um, Tennessee, and Missouri banned slavery. But Kentucky and um, Delaware, yeah, Delaware, did not get rid of slavery until December 5th, 1865, when the 13th Amendment was passed. So maybe December 5th is the time we celebrate. See, they don't teach us. And we're all, the importance of the press is nobody's stupid. They're only ignorant of facts. And when you make them aware of the facts, they're no longer ignorant. And when we do shit, we sit there and whatever the official tells us, we write it down, that doesn't help. And when the newsrooms become a place of warfare amongst ideas when the college classroom becomes a place to shut people's minds down, then all is lost. I'm glad I don't work for a big company because you have to be afraid if you misspeak, you can't speak from your heart. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, That's really worrisome. But Charlie, I have to say this too. Even there, there's a lot of neutralization of voices in this community, and it's unfortunate because everybody is concerned about being uh, left out of the equation, left out of the conversation. You know, people have positions; they've got opportunities to really speak up. You know, that doesn't mean being disrespectful or just you know disdainful or any of that, but speaking up for where you are and where you're standing so that it has impact on those people that are looking to you or impacting those people that you could. But everybody's so afraid of, you know, we, we don't want to we, we don't we don't want to lose our position. We don't want to um, you know, get not invited to the Christmas party that people aren't speaking up. And so differences aren't being made where they could and should be. Right. Well, you know, I'm going to bring in Detroit Red, comedian Detroit Red. Coleman Young, that was that was uh, his name. You there, Red? What's up? What's up, Charlie <laughs> Crew? How y'all doing this afternoon? I Not just bad, say, Red. I've been on this hot ass porch for like an hour <laughs> and 20 minutes now. Tighten up your tan, Red. <laughs> not, not at all. That's the fucked up part. I ain't got no darker. I'm just stuck in this color tone. It's just, uh, I'm stuck in it. I'm probably confusing a lot of people right now. They've never seen a white guy with a real fro. <laughs> are you white? No, actually, me and Charlie are cousins. I'm mulatto, baby. Yeah, representing that true American. You know what I'm talking about. That is What's the good? truth, Red. You know, like, uh, I know about yours, but my people... We're, we're loving each other before it was in fashion. And look here, I am the result of some good weed, a good fifth, and a night in the cornfield somewhere down in St. Louis. I am not. We should have been loving each other. This is all bullshit. I heard you talking about the police, and it was so funny. I wasn't even thinking about them. But I actually have material that I've been telling them for years about the lack of police and people. So I'm from east side of Detroit. That's where I'm at now on my hot-ass porch off the east side of Detroit. And very nice, very nice I'm house. Just, uh, thank you, thank you. What is that siding? Is that cardboard? Is that cardboard <laughs> you're siding there? No, no, no. That's, that's so, this shit's so old, it goes back. It's over 100 years old. This shit got asbestos in it. <laughs> God. Okay, I like to keep it classic. If I'm going to catch something, I don't like the new shit. No COVID, <laughs> but I'll take some asbestos. Okay, I keep it classic. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I am. I live in the city and from the city, born, raised. I came up on Seven Mile Ryan area. I done stayed east and western here. And in no other time have I seen such a lack of police and people in the outer city of Detroit. You know, people would talk about doing a protest. Why everybody marches downtown? Because the rest of the city looks like it's already been burnt to hell. Okay? Police ain't definitely going to be out here in the neighborhoods. I ain't, last time I seen a police officer, he was at the liquor store playing his four digit. <laughs> <laughs> Did he hit? Okay. And that's, that's real talk. You think I'm bullshitting. This sounds funny, but it's, it's true. Okay? It's so empty on the east side. The animals have moved back in. Okay, there's yeah. like one and a half houses on my block. Okay, and the city didn't even manage to tear down the abandoned house that's on the block. So it's like a house and a half. And you live in the half. You, you, you live in the half house. No, I live in a whole house. It's the oh. house down the street. That's the half. It's a two family flat. And upstairs is condemned. And the bottom is still people living there. They're like, I'm not moving out of this son bitch. You said you live in a whole house. W-H-O-L-E. <laughs> I want to be clear. No, no, uh, yeah, whole, not whore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You thought I said whorehouse. No, it's not. It hasn't gotten that bad yet. 
It, uh, I'm not backpaging yeah. it. No, not at all. Okay, but it's empty over here. That the animals have moved back in here, and I'm talking about we got exotic creatures in here. We ain't got the regular rat, cat, dog. I just seen a giraffe on Mac and Bewick the other day. Okay, what do you mean a giraffe? A giraffe. He was eating out the trees in the new one of the new tree farms that replaced the house. You know, we got right. tree farms over here. They're trying to grow woods. I've never seen them come in the neighborhood and actually say, fuck a house. Let's make some woods right here. This would be great just to plant some woods. Because, you know, on the east side, they got the hands group tree farm thing going on. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I don't know why they're doing that because don't nothing but weeds grow over here in this goddamn neighborhood. This is real talk. But the police ain't around. Not at all. If you want to see a police, you got to go down past Shane. You got to go downtown. And right now with the COVID, you ain't going to even see them on that much. Matter of fact, I, I'll be honest. The last time I seen a police car, they was the whole solid blue with the white shield on the side. You know, the one that was in Beverly Hills Cop. That's <laughs> the last time I've seen a police car in the neighborhood. It's no you know, you know what, Red? If you watch that movie, Beverly Hills Cop, at the beginning uh, when, it, you know, uh, he's doing the uh, stolen cigarette sting. Right. right? And all the cigarettes fall out. If you look at the aerial shot, I'm in that movie because I was working in a warehouse at that time and they kept coming by and shooting the takes. And I kept walking in the street going like, oh, my God, I'm trying to get on the movie. And I, okay. I'm in there. OK, so you, you basically telling us you made it to the editing floor. That's that's <laughs> look and not see you in a blink of an eye. I was in eight mile like that. I was one of the background guys. Walking when he left and walked up the club. And by the way, you were one of his white friends in that movie, right? You you were one of the white friend. You were one of the white people from from the trailer park in Macomb. No, not at all. They they said I didn't have enough warnish look about myself. More like I was from Taylor, so it didn't work out at the time. And I just want to let you know that alley in the movie still looks the exact goddamn same. Same pothole. Yeah. Everything. Y'all was talking about potholes. Let me tell you something. It's a pothole over here so big, a whole family moved in that bitch. They got Wi-Fi. <laughs> they got cable. For real. It's, it's serious. It's a pothole working its way towards my living room right the fuck now. Real talk. So I, I, I'm going to tell you, you talk about Detroit. I love my city. I hate to dog my city, but hey, for real, the potholes is not getting fixed. I don't know who came up with this. Keep putting asphalt in the pothole. Don't let it dry. Just let the cars roll over it. That shit ain't working. You've been trying it for 20 years. The potholes just get bigger, like swimming pool size. I think that's what happened to the mobile pool. They replaced it with potholes. <laughs> Fill it up with water, go swimming. We got personal lakes on our side streets. Red, now, what I tell you what I do like, though, that made no sense to me at all. These road bumps on streets that only have three houses. Who the fuck are you protecting from somebody speeding? Ain't no houses on the block. You've seen them, the little rubber road bump, the speed bump. Oh, yeah. And then they wasted more money to give you a sign to tell you, hey, you're about to hit a speed bump. How about we don't put that there and put that in the pothole that's there? Or maybe the potholes is part of the new <laughs> speed bump program. Like the bike lanes that everybody that ran the little sticks over in. Now, Red, you said you saw some you said you saw some giraffes over there in the neighborhood. Are you sure that wasn't like big women wearing uh, you know color print stretch pants? Yeah, see, Charlie wants to hear me tell this this stretch pants material. Let me tell you something. 
first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for COVID and I'm not happy for it. One of the reasons I'm not happy for it, of course, the death and the sickness. But another reason is people have been stuck in their house for three and a half months and have not worked out. That is just all that extra time to put into them. They have not been doing it. So what they're doing is they stuffing all of that into these stretch pants and thinking they got a body magic on and coming outside looking like huge ass panthers and tigers and, and lions and shit. Okay, if you don't have a stretch pants body, stretch pants ain't like a stuffing, a sausage casing. You can't just <laughs> keep stuffing meat in there. Okay, you got to have a stretch pants body. You can't have your <laughs> legs look like one of them cartoon characters. You know What's when you stretch you, pants you, body. What is? I want to make sure that I'm not uh, uh, violating this code. What is a stretch pants? No, body? no, no. Because you don't look nowhere near no three fifty, four hundred pounds. We talking about victims. <laughs> We we talking about you ain't seen a bad stretch pants outfit until it's on a four hundred pound woman, and it's a matching cheetah top, matching cheetah bottom. Then she wearing UGG boots because you know that's the seasonal boot of wear now. You can wear UGG boots all year round apparently, and now she look like a big cheetah on two legs. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, a lot of shit's going on. I'm grateful no festivals this year because we probably be done already seen about. Six after Earth cheetahs by now. I'm just saying. You know the movie Will Smith and the, the, the fucking animals got huge as hell. Well, we've seen that in Detroit. I'm just telling you. I love my city, but it's a lot of shit that's wrong. Well, what, you know, Red. What about like the the 92 pound women wearing the stretch pants? You know, like well, that's that's when the when stretch pants material ain't made for you either. See, because the, first of all, let me say this: the biggest lie ever created. And, you know, we all watch politics and shit, so we've heard plenty of lies from people. But this is the greatest lie in history. One size fits all. That's bullshit. Especially when it comes to stretch pants. If you're 92 pounds, no ass, no titties, and you put on some stretch pants and they sagging, go get a sundress. That's not for you. That is not for you. So Ren, our, 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 our listeners and our viewers are loving you other than the no BS news hour. Where else can they find you? <laughs> uh, I'm everywhere on Facebook. Um, I do my own little vlog. That's not a place. <laughs> I, I'm on Facebook. Is yeah, that is now. Facebook is a fucking place. Okay. <laughs> I resort, look, I miss comedy so bad. I've stood on my porch and burned for an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> Trying to my front fucking door, okay? It's, it's gonna hit rock bottom here, okay? It's, it's gonna got desperate. Um, it's called a dentation. If they open a bar right now and talk about come tell some jokes, I don't think I can do it because anytime I got to worry more about dying from a cough than I do a straight bullet, we got an issue, okay? I can't be competing with which way I'm gonna go out of here. That's not gonna happen. So, but. If you want to follow me, I'm everywhere. Comedian Detroit Red. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, bingo, everywhere. Comedian YouTube, Comedian Detroit Red. Well, they are okay, Red, what we're going to do, we're going to get you a gig real soon here, right? And we're going to get, gonna get the, uh, the community of No Bullshit News Hour out to see you. Right? We're going to stack that house. But before we go, okay. um, uh, we used to have a guy on the show, nut. But his name was Chicken Joe, and he used to do some reporting for us. So, okay, we're looking. What do you think? You might maybe want to be a reporter for us there on the east side. 
Oh, I could definitely do some east side reporting on you. I could tell you who got a face mask on, who don't. Yeah, that shit's a real joke. Uh, we don't want you to snitch. We want you to report. There's a I, hey, let me tell y'all something. I don't call it snitching. I call it just telling. <laughs> when you just telling, that ain't snitching. I don't know where this snitch shit came from because I ain't. That's why the police won't come over here not. No, people ain't just telling. <laughs> just tell. That's all. It ain't. Don't snitch. Just tell. And, and give the police a fake name while you while you telling them. Let, let me tell you something, man. I'm I'm so disgusted with Detroit police on a personal level. So last year, you know, me and my you doing a thing. I got a little business in the summer vending business, whatever. I'm at the spot. They break in my house. So of course I come home pissed as hell. Me and the wife come home. They didn't broke in. So I called the police. First of all, they wanted me to go to the station to fill out a report. Okay, where in the fuck have you ever seen on a detective show you go to the police station to file a break-in report? You got to come see what they did. Okay, so I finally argued them down on that one, and I managed to pull teeth and get two officers out here. So the two officers were nice. They were polite. You know, they... Knew I was upset. They took me cussing a little bit. They did the thing. So then they like, well, we're going to take a report and give you a number. No, you're not. You're going to call the people with the little brush in the dust, and you're going to come in here and use some of my tax dollars to get some damn prints. Okay? So they oblige me. I give the detective a lot of credit. They oblige me. So here come the two evidence techs, big old truck full of nice taxpayer spent equipment and stuff and for them to come out with a little bitty fishing box and some latex glove <laughs> and they dust the place or whatever so they tell me you know it's gonna take a minute we got to run all the prints we picked up you know i'm pointing out stuff they the, the, the crook done touched three months go by now we checking what's going on what's going on all of this taxpayer dollars spent for them to tell me Sir, the only prints we found in the house was yours. I'm like, not even one fingerprint from my wife? No, sir. Yours is the only one. So basically, you just telling me I robbed my goddamn self. Case closed. Oh, Detroit police fight. So it never happened. <laughs> yeah. That's how yeah. crime goes down. Yeah, but I would definitely right, listen. to do that. Can you I've use a tape recorder? It. I want to thank y'all for having me on. Oh, dude, oh, you're awesome. God, and, you. um, can you use a tape recorder? And, you know, I mean, yeah. really, dude, really, yeah. What do you think? And a, and a T-shirt, Charlie. He needs a T-shirt. We'll get him on. Yeah, fix oh, the shit. Let, let me do hey. some unshameless plugging. You see my T-shirt, what it says. Make, Make America, America well again. the radio show. Way to take it out on a flat note, dude. You know, Detroit Red, we'll be a, Go ahead. Comedy is timing. I should have knew when to leave. Damn it. <laughs> fuck that up again. <laughs> hey, I love you, man. This was great. Uh, thanks for getting a hold of me. And uh, I want to encourage anybody, any artists out there, You, if you're half as good as this guy, you know what I mean? You got a place here on the No Bullshit News Hour. You know? Thank you, brother. I look forward to it. Thank you again. I'll be in touch, brother. All right. Thank See you. So, See so y'all. Y'all have a good one. You too, Ray. It takes to stay safe. So, Charlie, people are asking what happened to Chicken Joe. Uh, we'll have him on next week. I mean, I, I can't even I can't even go into this guy. 
I know. They're just asking what happened to him. You know, is he locked in the basement with Mark? He's, he's, he's in a war with his landlord. He's sending me videos. If I die, blame it on the landlord. Uh, uh, then he texted me the other day and he said he finally solved the case from 10 years ago. You remember the 48,000 pounds of chicken carcasses laying around town <laughs> or something like that? He, he said he solved it. Okay. So okay. this is, it, it's Joe, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, they I was going to have, I was going to call him. I was going to call him today, but, but red was so good. He's I ain't going to step on red. He was off. What'd you think, Mark? He's he was phenomenal. Good. He's great. Better than I thought he'd be too. Okay. That's, that's the best part. We got to well, have him Everybody back. said yeah. it was a much needed laugh. Yeah. Uh, it made him smile. That's, that's what it's all about. But since you're looking for artists, can I debut my mixtape, Charlie? You know? <laughs> yeah. Did you do a mixtape? Uh, sure. I'm working on it. <laughs> hey, whatever happened, he, he was talking about Mac and Bewick, and you were going to go to the Mac go and Bewick liquor yeah. store. I haven't seen her in a while. Wait, Tiger Mary, wearing yeah, the Tiger the stretch pants. I know. I'm going to go. No, not the Tiger stretch pants. She always carries a stuffed animal. And I actually stopped and interviewed her years ago, and that's where I found out her name was Mary. So, But I haven't seen her in a while. So I look every time I go down Mac. I do. Maybe, maybe we send Red over there. Yeah, I mean, he probably knows her if he's over in that area. Every, I mean, I know they know who she is. She is a fixture on Mac and Bewitt, literally. So, uh, and we should ask him. Remember, we sent Ch- Chick and Joe over there for Labor Day. And they ran up. They ran him off the fucking block. <laughs> well, hey, you know, you got to have your cred in line. So, <laughs> that's Chicken Fucking Joe, man. Doesn't matter. All right. Ugh. Well, look, it's it's everybody. Uh, happy Father's Day weekend. I don't. About you, but the best thing ever happened to me is my daughter, and that's the uh, proudest moment of my life. Is uh, every time I see her, really. Mm-hmm. So I want to wish all a blessed one. Um, it's really about the children, right? All yep. children. My shit says saying. my internet's unstable, so uh, mine's gonna die out. Yeah, I-, I love you. Try to love one another, Karen. Uh, happy Father's Day to Tim, Mark. Happy Father's Day, Thank Joey. You. Someday it might happen, <laughs> might happen, bro. <laughs> or at least Detroit Red and get you one of the limping girls on Seven Mile. So we in, do in, we in the Leo Park dance. <laughs> yeah, happy Father's Day, you guys. Thanks, love you much. Thanks for a great show. Appreciate it. Thanks for the hard work, uh, Mark and Joey. Appreciate no problem. it. problem. Pleasure. Stay doing it to us, son. Think it's a coincidence? Must be stopping us before we even get started. Under attack, baby. Gonna ride though. Watch me, son. Some say the government watch me, but they can't stop me. I'm dropping evil with the people as my posse. Yeah. Some say the government watch me, but they can't stop me. I'm dropping evil with the people as my posse. I'm lying in my eyes when I'm coming for the get back. Yeah. Big Mac, hot gun fire, hot tires they burning. They got us all dying and burning. They lying to destroy our earth. Low births, diseases, the 30 millionth church for Jesus. Uh. And still our young eating out cans, cheaper grams and weapons. I saw my first swim at seven, a smidgen after first grade. Shirt sprayed with talents You made us hurt, make the balance Instead of preaching balance and fear Silence says we moving They either go ahead a movement Or share with me the spiritual form Hear a song, rebellion We gathered up the strong and felons The youth and all the poverty strain With all the poverty dwelling The story that the pottery telling You find it all in potter's field Or the government fouls Some say the government watch me But they can't stop me I'm dropping evil Looking out for the government Some say the government 
for men who watch me. But they can't stop me. I'm dropping evil with the people out for the government. Some say the death for men who watch me. But they can't stop me. I'm dropping evil with the people out for the government. Some say the death for men who watch me. But they can't stop me. I'm dropping evil with the people out for the government. Too short, look cute in the black suit. But even cuter behind a barrel of my six shooter. Ooh, you look worried 'cause I ain't bugging. Won't leave in a hurry 'cause I don't worry. Making motherfuckers scummy. Come feel the flavor from my single. It breaks out. Single, I'm feeling stronger than a fucking man. Tingo in the house, that's for black history. I say strap the leather jacket, though that's like that crack pistol. Cause being a nigga means you love niggas. But how could you love niggas if you tryna drug niggas? You motherfuckers need your gas bill. Cause when blacks kill blacks, we stay trapped, and that's real. And we don't need no more statistics. It's time to get more realistic for young to black and the gifted. And until my people get uplifted, there's no poppin' shit. Just poppin' clips instead of marching, we gon' rip shit. So say the government will watch me, but they can't stop me. I'm dropping evil with the government. So say the government. But they can't stop me. I'm dropping evil looking out for the government. Some say the government will watch me, but they can't stop me. I'm dropping evil looking out for the government. Some say the government will watch me, but they can't stop me. I'm dropping evil looking out for the government. Whoever shot Tupac, I'm a Rusha Cole. Will forever be a dead man, lying on the floor. Revolutionary thug shit, dying for every young poor black mother in the middle of the ghetto. We never had a chance to appreciate life. The government got a plan to eliminate the life of. Every black soul on the slavery land. In opposition, we abolishing the slavery plan. Pay attention, every serious political band got a division full of killers. Imperial scams. They wanna kill us all off and incarcerate the family of anyone opposing the war. They want us all to appreciate death and believe up in a white god, praying to the heavens above. I'ma never let a devil come separate the Akudama covenant. The plot is filled criminals coming for the government. Some say the government will watch me, but they can't stop me. I'm dropping evil looking out. Yeah, Saint Lazarus, Pottersville, Machiavelli, the fucking dons, bad. Raised soldiers, my nigga. Revolutionaries, don't think we wasn't listening. We gon' ride.